And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. Are we live? Stare in the camera. We'll look, don't look at each other. <laughs> I'm just going to stare at the little white dot on my... You have to stare at the camera. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. This is uh, Mike Brooks here with Frank Benedetto, and I'm staring at the camera. It's the hardest thing to do when you're on a live stream. Yeah, I can't so, do it. It's too weird. I've been watching a lot of the recordings that we do, and I noticed that all I do is like stare at you, and you're right. looking at the top of my head, and I'm like, Stude. so like you know, we're we're talking to the audience here. We got to stare at the camera. It's the hardest thing ever. It is weird. I don't know that I could be like a uh, like a news broadcaster. Maybe if I had, maybe there was like a teletype prompter, you know, where you're reading. But uh, yeah, I don't are know. Staring, are, I've looked down again. I can't help it. Anyway, <laughs> it's a holiday, Mike. You've, uh, you you brought me out on a holiday. I did. I brought you out on a holiday, and we're recording. Of course, this is uh, the uh, Elevating IT podcast recorded live here on Facebook and YouTube, and it is Fourth of July weekend, so we have drinks. It's drink time. What are you drinking, Frank? Cheers. Yeah. So I've got a really a, a cool beer that I like. It's uh, it's from uh, 21st Amendment. Let's see. Let me look at and your beer. I'll do show and tell. You do yours first. Hang on. Hang on. Let me pay attention. Now I'm looking at the screen. All, All right. right. You got it? All right. Hell or High Watermelon uh, Wheat Beer, 21st Amendment. I had this. There's a, uh, I don't even know if they're open anymore. There's a restaurant pre-pandemic that had, uh, you know, like 30 some odd beers on tap. And this was one of the ones that they have. And I, I don't like IPA beer. I just, I hate the taste of IPA. It reminds me of when you uh, brush your teeth and go downstairs and drink uh, orange juice. <laughs> it's that like real bitter citrus taste. I can't believe I'm friends uh, with you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there you go. 21st Amendment. So I'm having a, I'm having a beer just for you. All right. So I am not, not drinking an IPA. I'm drinking a double IPA. <laughs> mm. So this is... Lawson's finest. What do they put? Like, they put soap in that? Like, what's? Uh, ugh, I can't imagine. It's not, maybe it's not a double IPA, but it's it's very. Let's see what it is. Hoppy. It's, it's like nine percent, like eight percent alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big beer, but this is one of the best. This is a Vermont beer. This is one right. of the great Vermont beers. I'm lucky that we they actually. It's a Vermont beer that they make in Connecticut. So, how about that? Connecticut beer. No, it's uh, so Lawson's Finest Liquids is a family-owned, award-winning brewery, taproom, and retail store located in the Mad River Valley of Vermont. Sip of Sunshine is brewed by Lawson's Finest Liquids in Stratford, Connecticut, right here at Two Roads Brewing Company. Two Roads is an awesome uh, beer as well. So, everybody else, I uh, hope you you know we're we're cheers to you all. Happy if you're in the fourth, if you're in uh, the United States, Happy Fourth of July, Happy Independence Day. If you're in Canada, Happy Canada Day. And if you're somewhere else, happy whatever day it is for Friday, you. Friday, right? It's Friday. So let us know uh, in the comments. Please leave a comment uh, so we can say, you know, see you, say hi to us. Let us know you're here. Let us know what beverage, alcoholic, non-alcoholic that you're drinking. And um, we're going to talk today about, um, now that we've talked about our alcoholic beverages, we're going to talk about our brand new category that we launched that we put into the app yesterday and we did that for a reason because we just held a webinar actually you were a guest on robin robin's webinar uh for technology marketing toolkit and that was a pretty big honor like i, I thought it was yeah. um, you did a great job by the way fantastic job 
and she's got a, a strategy that, and I don't want to, I'll let you talk about it, but I'll preframe it here. She's got a, a new strategy that she has rolled out to her clients called, I think the 10 minute call, which is a prospecting tool. And she's got some great content that she created. I mean, every, all her content's amazing. Yeah. And it really fit like a glove with what we were doing with audits. So I'll let you kind of talk about it a bit here, Frank, as I take a drink. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, before we get into that, though, we need to just talk about, you know, the kind of impact that Robin's program has on a lot of MSPs from a marketing standpoint. Um, and I've been that uh, part of her program for about 12 years now. And, um, you know, a large majority of my success uh, over these years is, is because of the things that I've learned on the marketing side and or some of the, uh, the third party speakers and, and vendors that she's exposed me to. So um, definitely, um, you know, owe her a debt of gratitude uh, for that. Her program is awesome. And, you know, I'm, I really enjoy being in there, um, you know, from an early uh, start, um, most of the marketing would have an offer. And a lot of times the offer would be for an assessment. That's pretty, uh, I think most industries that are service-based, you know, have have that kind of offer and uh, an assessment. But you know, in this case, I think over the years it's evolved. It's, it went from a network assessment to uh, remember there was a cloud readiness assessment. Now we're, you know, we're talking about cybersecurity assessments. And Robin's been really good at, um, at providing marketing to us um, that's relevant uh, for the times, right? So, you know, like network assessment was a little bit, you know, more when uh, you, you had like a, like a closed environment with a server in-house and then cloud, you know, kind of came after that and certainly cybersecurity. And I think the 10 minute call is really, once again, Robin pivoting uh, with the times and providing you know, great content to her members, especially to Producers Club, that um, it, it's driven off of the you know, people are a little bit less likely to want you to come to their office right now and do a full assessment. So it's a little bit driven off of this ability to do a, a call. You know, like a lot of people, you say, hey, you have five minutes. So people feel guilty and say, you know, say no. So it's kind of, you know, based off that. So she put together this awesome campaign. You know, I haven't used it yet. It's pretty new. Um, but she was you know, talking about some of the stats. And I think she was saying upwards of like 10 percent um uh response rate where people were booking appointments and those were like cold lists um and and i don't even think some of those people were following the whole marketing uh program that you put together you know so there's a there's you know a letter that you would mail and you'd follow up with some calling and or linkedin uh emails so i mean it, it seems to be working really well so where where we got involved was um um, you know, you know, if you know the audit, st audit story is I created audit because I wanted to solve for the deliverable of that assessment. Right? I, I just I couldn't figure out a good way to to present. And, I, you know, as, as IT has gotten more complicated over the years and a little bit more expensive and it's you know, it's hard for um, our prospects to 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 compare. And what they end up doing is defaulting to price and you end up losing deals or it's a race to in race to zero, which is never a good idea. That's really where audit came around. So it was really like a good pairing of marketing paired with a good way to close the sale. Right. And then upsell and cross sell. So that's that's been the, the synergy here. So Robin um, uh, had reached out and, you know, we talked about this new call and campaign. And she said, you know, do you think there's some way for us to might you know be able to deliver 
um, these results kind of change up the deliverable, especially if, if we're considering this is like a 10 minute Zoom call. And that's really what we what we came up with. So um, first and foremost, if you're in Robin's program, which you absolutely should be, but if you're in it and you're an audit user, you already have this. Uh, it's already in the app. Uh, so we'll, as we talk a little bit more about that, um, you know, it's you don't have to ask the question when this is coming. It's there already. Um, you know, if you're if you're not a um, in Producers Club or you're not a, a client of Technology Marketing Toolkit, you could still use this. Although you know you're not going to have uh, access to the you know her content and her material. Um, but uh, that's kind of what we did. So the webinar went great. Uh, we were on on the call for over two hours, and over 200 people were still on at the end asking questions. Um, so so you know, I was, was honored to to spend that much time with her. Um, and I thought it was well moderated and uh, some great questions were uh, were asked. So that's that's kind of what we did. Um, I'm going to take a sip of my beer. Let you yeah. And I'll just say hi to a couple people here. Chris uh, said he caught it yesterday. Great job. And he said he signed up this morning. So thanks. Uh, jumping on board, Chris, you need anything, you reach out to us. I sent you emails, I'm sure. Um, when you signed up, I, I send out all the emails. So welcome. And let's see, Jimmy Howard is saying hola from Tejas, drinking Kavifi. <laughs> what is that, is that a beer? Or is that coffee? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a Trump misspelling, or if that's a um, coffee or some kind of cerveza. <laughs> Chris says, cool. And um, let's see, oh, that's cool. Chris is chatting with Jimmy. Here in Austin, how about you? Cool. Yeah, so um, we can actually show this because um, I feel like I'm the king of technology today. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. like <laughs> most technologically. Like I'm a sales marketing person, though technologically I'm not so good at it. I have a MacBook Pro here, and uh, I figured out how to put to a, a second monitor on here so I can share my screen. That's like a huge cool. accomplishment for me. We'll do that. I'll tell you a funny story. So you know. I've learned whenever you have these big webinars, you know, you got to double and triple, triple check everything. You got to have contingencies like, hey, if I can't get online or something's not working, like, let me make sure I've printed it and I've PDF'd it. So I went through the whole thing early part of the day. I was pretty reasonably confident everything was, was, I was in good shape. I even rebooted the computer ahead of time. I figured, you know, I want the big update thing to pop up. And, uh, I was working with uh, one of my uh, staff on something. We we're doing a screen share, and it looked like my my, my computer froze. So mm -hmm. he could hear me, and I'm and now I'm all frustrated. I'm like, wonderful! Like here's where my computer you know blows up like two hours before you know a real big webinar, and uh, it turns out my mouse batteries died. <laughs> Oh, and I was thinking, you know, I was two hours away from having to like excuse myself in the middle of this huge webinar and have to go get mouth, you know, go get batteries and put them in my mouth. So, you know, anyway, the gods were uh, were working against me, but I, I defeated them this time. So, Mike, I think what's worth what's worth mentioning is is that audit items are like sort of the the center of the bullseye of of audit, right? It's where everything kind of works its way out from. And these are really anything that um, you might decide that you want to report on for a prospect or a client. And I want to remind uh, you know everybody uh, that the intent here is to help you close a deal and get a new client. And I think everybody would agree that 
you don't have to give that prospect a PhD in IT in order to convert them into a client. However, a lot of MSPs, because we're of our tech background and our nature, completely lose sight of that. And that's exactly what we're doing, probably while not even realizing we're doing it. And then we force them to look at the proposal, look at the bottom line, compare us to someone else who's cheaper, and potentially lose that deal. So there are, I'm not sure how many audit items we have now. There's probably 70 or 80, mm -hmm. I think. And, uh, you know, we're, we're constantly adding new ones, uh, our our, you know, the initial ones came from, from, from me as a source MSP when we first put this together. And then over the years, um, our subscribers have, you know, have made suggestions and we've added more and, you know, we, we always have, we always have more coming too as vendors come to us and ask us about possibly participating in here. But, um, these audit items are anything that you might decide that you want to report on. Uh, some of these represent things that you might have to use some some we'll call them scanning tools these might be ones that uh you know that you would use to run across the network and pull some tech data and other ones are ones that you might source more from a business discussion so what we decided was you know if you have 10 to 15 minutes on a call with a prospect you can't ask them something that's so complicated that they can't answer it right because it would kind of defeat the purpose and again, the, the whole purpose of the 10 minute call was to was to educate them and intrigue them enough to want to then book the full assessment with you. So like if we were to click on something like um, like dark web monitoring, I see you're close to it. Yeah, click there. So, you know, we what we did was if you click summary statements, we've pre-filled the system with summary statements. So if you look here, you know, these are like what a red, yellow and green might be. And on the call what you would be doing instead of your traditional fact finding while you're live with the, the prospect, what you're doing on the call is sort of listening to see what they say. And you should be able to retrofit them into one of the three. Now, not every MSP is going to love, you know, the content we have here. So what you can do ahead of time is you could always add, you know, additional summary statements that might be a little bit more like what you might use. But the idea here is, is you should have, enough statements that no matter what the prospect says to you, you should be able to pick one of these on the fly, right? So, um, you know, if we go back, another one of the ones that, you know, that uh, we had selected um, was security awareness training. Like, again, that's something that you might ask the prospect. And so here's security awareness training. Again, if you click on summary statements, we've got summary statements in there already. So depending on, uh, you know, where they might fit, um, here are some statements that you might use. When we group together nine summaries, I'm sorry, uh, audit items, that forms a category, right? And the categories then are the building blocks of the audit. So what we did was is we created a uh, category called rapid assessment. And really this is, you know, designed nine uh, audit items that are designed to allow you to rapidly assess the critical technology of, uh, of this prospect. And if you scroll down just a little bit, we can see we have dark web monitoring. Now that one was one of the ones where you don't, you would ask them, but uh, you know, you can use any one of the great dark web monitoring vendors. We have a few of them in the app if you're not sure who to use. Um, you could do a scan ahead of time, right? For your prospect. And if you find um, some credentials, which is likely these days, um, you could always note that when you get to that section but you don't have to ask that question so that's kind of really like eight questions and the ninth one is dark web monitoring 
employee productivity monitoring. Um, I know in my own MSP, that's probably the number one question that I've gotten from existing clients over the last 30 to 60 days is, do we have any way to, to monitor what our employees are doing? And it, it, it doesn't come from a, um, a position of, uh, of, of distrust or mistrust. It comes from a position of like, we have our entire workforce remote, right? We've never done this before at this capacity for this extended period of time. And if you're running a business, you know, you really do want to make sure that your employees are, are doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and that everybody's working efficiently and that there's no bottlenecks. So um, we think that's a great one. And remember, when we're asking questions about these categories, you're very much planting a seed in the prospect's head. They may never even have thought about this, right? But if I ask that question, hey, are you doing any kind of uh, employee productivity monitoring? You start thinking like, crap, no. Uh, mobile device management. Um, we have what else? Uh, password management, security awareness training, two-factor authentication, unified communications, virtual uh, virtual private network, and workstations. So these were the nine. Robin asked me, you know, to put together nine that I thought as an MSP were uh, would be more uh, easily answered by a CEO or you know somebody at, at the business that was a decision maker without having to go searching around for, for tech information. Um, arguably, we know there's hundreds of other data points that you might wanna gather, but we wanna do like a, a smattering. And we're also trying to make it relevant for, for, for the current climate that we're in, right? So employee productivity monitoring, asking about, two-factor authentication or the workstations, um, things like that um, will, will lend themselves more to you know, the current climate that we're in where we have a lot of people working remotely. So if we go back to categories, um, what you could do also, if you didn't like that category, um, you could actually clone, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm skipping ahead. Just go to templates now, right? So a template now is actually a um, an entire collection of categories. And in this case, it only contains one category, right? Because we only want to do a nine point audit. So when we click on it, this is what it looks like visually, right? We have nine points in the upper left quadrant, and these are the ones we've selected. Now, if you go back to templates, what you could do is you could clone it. So um, if you clone this template here, now if you go in and edit it, you can decide, let's go edit that real fast that you know you can you can change this up so what, what you could do is always go in and, you know you could add additional audit items if you wanted to the category and then you can pull things out so if you said you know i don't offer employee productivity monitoring it's not something i want to you know start asking because i don't have a solution for that you could take that out you could put whatever other audit items you want on there so the point is is you can make this your own you can pick your own nine you can change the order and the weighting whatever way you want and uh, and then you know it, it, you make it your own. So let's go in and actually, if you wanted to, we can kind of talk about you know what we did yesterday. So if we go to the audit trail and you create a new audit, we pretend this is a prospect here. Time for a little watermelon beer. Yep. Yep. And there it is, right? You click it. Now you can, now if you were on the call with the, you know, the client or I'm sorry, the prospect, 
this is where you would basically be this is what you'd be looking at right and then when you're talking to the other person they don't see your screen at that point and you'd start asking them questions you know so like if, if i'll give you an example we're not going to go through nine boxes but if i said hey let's talk about uh i'm gonna ask you a few questions about two-factor authentication you know this is certainly something that you've probably heard of, but we know that that only having passwords is not the, the best way to protect your applications and your, your PII. And, you know, we would simply ask them, do you have two-factor authentication deployed across all the apps that you're using in your environment? And, you know, as Robin and I discussed, she's like, I, I know we have it in a lot, but I'm certain it's not on all of them, right? And to be honest, I don't know any company that's probably going to be able to answer yes across every board, absolutely, right? But what we're doing is we're planting the seed because we want them to start thinking about that, right? We want them to say, yeah, I don't know if my current IT guy is doing this. This is something we really should be doing. And I think they will appreciate the, the thought-provoking conversation that this leads to. So, you know, we might pick that second yellow or the first yellow there. They have it, but, you know, it's not it's not for everybody, right? So click on that. And then we're going to go through. So, Mike, why don't you go through quickly and, you know, pick some red, green, or yellow as though we were having this conversation. Yeah. I think uh, you're doing really bad here, Frank. Yeah. A lot of reds. <laughs> you got to throw me a green somewhere. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how you're doing. Mm. Maybe I'll throw you out. I'll throw you a green. Like a zero. There we go. You got a green okay. So if we've had this conversation now, you know, we, we go and look you, at our dark you web. We have a ton of stuff on the dark web. So <laughs> all right. So now what we have, you know, we can see, hey, this person scored a 33, but you know, we're gonna want to present something back to them. Um, we know that probably uh, emailing isn't the best idea because you may never hear from them. So what we have is the ability to generate a PowerPoint. Um, I usually leave off the infographics um, and or the financial summary, but um, in this case, you have them checked, so that's fine. But what this does is it's gonna create a, uh, a slide deck because it, we think it's a whole lot easier to say, hey, let me share my screen real quick. So this is the point where, um, you know, if I was the prospect, you were the client. You'd share your screen. How to get this on the right place? Let's see. This is where you fall apart from the text right. standpoint. This is where I can't get the. I can't get it over. So just want if everybody's listening right now. I just want you to see who's who's the guy who's now falling apart tech wise here. <laughs> How do I get it over? To, I didn't think about getting the PowerPoint. It's not going. It's, is it on another screen? Yeah, it's on. It's on my on it screen. Drag it to the screen. I am. I'm dragging it. It's not going. It's going off to the side. Huh. Drag it the other direction. Drag it in the other direction. Yeah, like if you think you're going right, drag it left and see if it comes onto the screen. Let's see what happens if I do it as a slideshow. Let's, let's play it as a slideshow. See if it, oh, look at that. There it is. Glad I did the webinar yesterday and not you. <laughs> yeah, so, believe me, I'm glad you did too. <laughs> so... So here, so basically, what you'd be able to do is step forward into this, and uh, go to the next screen. You know, I'd say, "Hey, listen, you know, this is the results, real quick. You know, it's only a nine-point audit. Um, you scored a thirty-three. Um, you know, and if you go to the next screen, this kind of summarizes what we talked about. Um, you know, I'd like to send this this report to you in an email. Um, you know, as a PDF attachment." Um, but, you know, there's certainly some things here that I think that, you know, warrants a further discussion. 
And, uh, you know, there's also a lot more than nine things that, you know, we would normally assess if we were there. And so the intent is, is to get the appointment now. And, you know, hopefully at that point, you have a better chance of, uh, of, of getting the appointment. And then you go in and you do the full audit and then you could propose your solution. And, you know, everybody knows how that system, you know, works from there. But that 10 minute call is really designed for you to do this like little mini assessment. Here's the other thing I think is important is it gives you an opportunity also to show them what this is going to look like. Because um, I don't know if you've ever seen what a lot of MSPs and what I used to use, but it's daunting, right? And the report that you have, <laughs> that's like, you know, a thousand pages of stuff. And, you know, if you go out a, a company and say, here, here's what this is going to look like, you know, except there'll be another thousand pages. I think that you might end up in a situation where they're not, uh, not, too willing to book that appointment. When they see this, they'll automatically get the sense of, oh, wow, this is actually, I can understand this, right? And so if you come on site and do an expanded assessment, it's going to be an expansion of this and this is the, the deliverable. And so I think you have a good opportunity here, you know, to be unique. Again, um, you know, as an MSP, um, I know I've never run up against anybody else using audit, you know, when I've done this. I've heard tons of times from prospects wow this is so much easier to understand nobody nobody else has presented it like this they just show up with a proposal so i know that i have the competitive advantage and we're by no means at a saturation point out there in the industry there's plenty of room so uh you know i do i do quite a few assessments out there um not too many other people that i i know in my area that do it not begging for the competition but nonetheless you know end of the day, we're, what we're doing as MSPs is we're doing a better job for the SMB, the small to mid-sized business. And the way I look at it is if even if somebody came along and used audit as well, and they won the deal instead of me, I think that just by using audit, that, uh, that business has a better uh, opportunity to buy and they'll end up with the right technology. So whether they get it from me or another MSP, we still did our job as an industry and we got that business, the technology solutions that they need and they desperately need now. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, businesses that are hurting. So. Cool. Well, I got to put up a comment, a couple comments here. Um, mm -hmm. So we got, this is a great one. I got to stop sharing the screen. So again, there we go. This is, this is, I love this. First month as a subscriber, this auditing tool literally gave me the tool I need to acquire a $28,000 contract. Thanks, Audit for IT. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jake. That was uh, my, my video just froze. I like that picture, too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's awesome. Love that. Yeah, congratulations. That's, uh, that's really awesome. I love these types of comments. So let's see what else we got. Is my I think I think I've frozen in place now. That's the problem with my. You are frozen in place, Mike. So um, let's see. Joe, Chicago is watching and trying to eat lunch in Chicago. North Texas, no crazy cerveza, just strong coffee. All right. Hopefully Calvin from New York City will join us as well. Looks like Chris is pulling people in on Chris is watching on YouTube live. So Chris is okay. giving shout outs and, and spreading the word. Thank you for doing that, Chris. It's awesome. Appreciate that. Um, watching videos. <laughs> Chris, uh, he's referring back to when you said uh, when you were talking about employee awareness training or, or employee uh, uh, yeah. monitoring, right? Um, 
<laughs> he's he's yeah, exactly what the employees are doing. Let me give a shout out to that vendor, Mike. So the one that um, that we just signed up with, and that uh, we're gonna we're gonna partner with, and, and I think we're gonna be doing a webinar with them soon is ActiveTrack. Um, it's pretty cool software. You're able to deploy it through your RMM tool, and uh, it let it, it's not like just spy software. I mean, it really takes a look at the apps that the employee is using, and it uses the um, the the learning knowledge that they've you know gathered across their entire community to categorize the apps and then it's able to determine is this a business function or is this like playtime and uh you know of course it keeps track of idle time so if somebody you know ghosts the business at like 11 to 1 and there's no activity it'll show that and you know you you know it's it's a way to kind of look and what you can do is you could see who your most um productive employees are and what they're doing and the ones who aren't, you know, maybe gives you, you know, an opportunity to, to make some management decisions of, you know, trying to trying to solve for that. So active track is, uh, it's pretty cool. Check them out. Yeah, it's uh, I'm torn. I like it. It sounds like a great tool, but I also, uh, as a, uh, boy, it sounds that that is, that is some big brother stuff right there. <laughs> some big brother stuff. So cool. Well, that was a great demo of, um, of the system so uh, it is 2 30 we've been on for about 30 minutes thanks everybody for for joining us i think it's probably time for us to get back to uh work right <laughs> time to go back to work i gotta punch back in time to get back to work we're, we're for those of you listening to the recording of the podcast on on itunes um we, we did a lot of visual work this week we went over um, it may be a little confusing if you're listening to this on the podcast because we are taught we, we actually had the screen going when it worked for me So if you are listening on iTunes or on the elevating IT pod uh, site head over to auditforit.com look for the blog post that we did this we recorded this on July 3rd day before July 4th day before Independence Day so you'll find that there to see the visuals that went along with this and as me and Frank are, are saying to you all Cheers. Have a great weekend. Happy 4th of July. Happy Canada Day. Watermelon beer. I'm just shaking my head at that. I don't understand. It's a key takeaway, Mike. It's a key takeaway. Hell or high, uh, watermelon, 21st Amendment Brewery, wheat beer. You're drinking a Connecticut beer that claims to be from Vermont, so I'm not quite sure well, what you got. Vermont beer that's made in anyway. Canada. You know? Cheers. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Have a great week.